Inside a new Mets player, Max Scherzer's, Scherzer's waterfront $9.75 million Florida mansion. So Mad Max is happy he will continue to live in his luxurious Florida estate. After signing on with the Mets on December 1st in a historic $130 million deal, eight-time All-Star and 2019 Road Series champ with the Nationals, Max Scherzer revealed that where the team trains was a big plus when it came to the decision to join the New York League. Scherzer's announcement comes on the heels of Noah Syngard's exit to go play for the Los Angeles Angels in a one-year deal. It's right in my backyard, Scherzer said over Zoom, joined by owner Steve Cohen and general manager Billy Epler. Cohen looks at this as he wants to win a championship and he's going to do whatever it takes to win. Scherzer explained, you don't hear that from owners too often these days. When you can finally hear an owner want to do what it takes to win, obviously that piqued my interest. The pitcher shelled out $9.75 million in June 2020 for a five-bedroom, eight-and-a-half bathroom estate in Jupiter, not far from where the Mets trained during the spring and long before he would ever predict it would be his new team. The, tra- the team trains in Port St. Lucie about 30 miles from where Schwarzer, 37, lives. Which actually really isn't that far, right? So the home spans nearly 8,000 square feet, which I think technically that makes it not a mansion. I think to technically be considered a mansion, it has to be 10,000 square feet. So the foyer, that looks pretty nice. The formal dining room looks pretty nice. This is the funny thing, right? There's so many people who end up having like a dining room, but they never use it. So like, what's the point of a dining room if you never even use it? The dining room connects to the foyer in the family room. The family room, that's a pretty nice family room. A sitting area, which is just kind of completely random. Probably never gets used. Okay, I do like how this house is basically a pretty open concept. I think that looks pretty nice. Because it feels like it's bigger than what it actually is. The kitchen boasts breakfast bar seating. I can see people using that pretty often. A closer view of the kitchen with the white marble countertops. That looks pretty nice. There's a lot of white in this house. The study. Suspending nearly 8,000 square feet, the mansion features 180 feet of water frontage. Features include a club room and a primary suite with dual baths, boutique-style closets, and a soaking tub, according to the listing. The chef's kitchen boasts an oversized backlit center island prep station, dual wall ovens, and a La Cornu gas range, which opens out to the family room and breakfast area. The outdoors boasts a resort-style pool, a lounging area, and a protected dock for a 70-foot wide boat, because, you know, just everyone just needs a to be able to park their 70-foot wide boat, you know? So, these bedrooms kind of look kind of boring, honestly. Closet looks pretty nice. So, the one of two dual walk-in closets. Primary bathroom. 
kind of looks pretty bland. The covered patio. Okay, I like the backyard. I like the, the patio area. That, that looks pretty nice because you basically have this thing that you can basically sit within shade, but then you have the pool right next to it. I think this is a pretty nice setup. The outdoor kitchen and barbecue, that looks pretty nice. The pool and spa looks really nice. I think this is probably like the best feature of the whole house. So Scherzer has had a long drawn out career, having also played for the Arizona Diamondbacks, Detroit Tigers, and Los Angeles Dodgers. But he has experienced some setbacks this season with a dead arm that kept him from pitching a second time in October's National League Championship Series. Scherzer was set to pitch Game 6 for the Dodgers, but was replaced as a result of an overcooked arm after pitching three times in nine days in the wildcard game in National League Division Series. I went past the kind of word capacity where I was built up for. Unfortunately, that happened, the new Met said in his introductory news conference Wednesday. I didn't foresee that happening, but it did. But from a long-term standpoint to a structural standpoint, health standpoint, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to start training. So feel free to give your thoughts about this like $9.75 million home. Now you might be thinking like, you know, isn't this like a super expensive house? Like, because, you know, some people have like this like mental blockage in their minds saying like, you know, this is so much money, right? Like, how can you spend this much money on a house, right? Well, you got to think about it, right? Just his one contract that he recently signed, right, is for a $130 million deal, right? Now, we could probably let's see if they actually like bring it up on the actual details of it, which they probably will. Let's see. So the Mets and Max Scherzer agreed to a three-year, $130 million deal on Monday. So it comes with a record $43.3 million average annual salary and an opt-out after the second year. Let's see. Okay, that's pretty much it for what they said about that. But this is the thing that you got to think about, right? And this single year of his contract, right? He's going to get paid $43.3 million, right? So let's bring up uh, the calculator, right? Just so you can see how much money out of the $43.3 million is actually going to be. uh, Taken out. Jeez. Yep, calculator. Bring that up. So we have the calculator. So forty th- whoa, 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 whoa. four three point three minus nine point seven five equals that means just after his first year, right? It'd be he would have left over. Now we're not factoring in taxes or anything, we're just keeping this simple, right? He would have thirty three point five five million dollars left right and again we're not factoring in taxes we're just keeping this simple so you could kind of see just 
how little of a deal this actually is, okay? This is basically similar to someone who's making $100,000 a year and spending like 20k on a house in cash. Right? Buying a house in cash for 20k. That's crazy when you really think about it. Like it it literally has no impact on his life at all. So even though this is the thing that people need to understand, right? There's like a ratio thing that you got to understand when it comes down to like living below your means, right? So as long as you live below your means in like a ratio, right? Regardless of how much money you make and how much money you spend, right? If you keep up with that ratio, you'd be golden, right? Meaning you'd never go backwards. So what I mean by this, let's say that you literally keep your annual expenses, no matter what, to about 20% of your income, right? Of your take-home pay, right? So let's say that you make, you know, 100K per year. That means you're going to spend like 20K, right? Per year, right? That means when you end up making like, you know, a million, you're only going to be spending 200K, right? And so on and so on and so on, right? You keep that same ratio every single year because as your income scales up, your spending also scales up with it, but it stays within that same ratio, meaning that you're not going to go into like a risky situation where you're potentially spending more than you're making right? You're basically steadily scaling up your lifestyle at the same pace that your income is going up, right? Because the problem that a lot of people have is that when they start to get a lot of money, they start spending a lot of money, right? Like basically more than what they would ever spend in terms of ratio, right? So a good example of this, right, is let's say you're someone who ends up playing the lottery. You're making like 50K a year. You typically spend about 30K a year, right? Well, you end up getting like a $20 million winning lottery ticket scratch off, right? So you start spending within the first year because you know you take let's just say that you take the um, the yearly payments and so like for 20 years that means you get like I don't know roughly about like a million dollars every single year just to keep it simple you start ending up spending like 700k out of the 1 million dollars per year right so you increase your ratio while increasing your income meaning that the actual ratio of money left over is actually much smaller, right? Like that ratio amount is much smaller. And that's where you get into that dangerous territory where you could end up getting to the point where you end up overspending to the point where you end up getting into debt, completely causing massive destruction to your financial situation. So that's something that you really got to be careful. If you live by the simple concept of living below your means and keeping the ratio between the money you make and the money you spend at pretty much the same ratio throughout your life, you're not really going to ever have to worry about your financial situation. By the way, if you want to learn how to get a debt, 
go to 40inbox.com. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.